Blog Talk Radio. I think this team does a great job of making every member on the team feel valuable, understanding that everybody in in the lineup or on the bench is is contributing to this program. They all have a job that day, whether it be, you know, writing a chart, being the pinch runner, starting in center field, whatever it is, everybody has a job and they're all equally important. Nowadays in athletic, we just celebrate the victors and we don't realize really the victors are sometimes the ones who have put their heart and soul into an endeavor and maybe they did come up short, but you know what? They learned some valuable lessons along the way and then later on in life, it's going to serve them well. I want a team that's a accountable to each other and, and not to the coach. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And welcome in, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Rogel Show. I'm the coach, Jared Rogel. It's been a long time since we've been on the air with you all talking college softball. Last time we were on the air, we had uh, Kenny Gajewski, head coach of Oklahoma State, on to finish out his weekly segment that he did with us during the entire regular season last year. So definitely want to take one last opportunity here to uh, thank Coach Kenny Gajewski and everybody at Oklahoma State for joining us every week of the 2016 college softball season. On today's show, this is a big show, folks. We're going to be talking ULM Warhawk softball with head coach Corey uh, Lyon, we're also going to be releasing our top 10 seniors. And this is top 10 seniors, position for position. When we're releasing this list, basically think about it like this. If you've watched boxing, if you've watched MMA, when they do pound for pound, it does not matter what weight class the person is in. It is the best 10 fighters in the promotion. This is the 2017 position for position top 10 seniors. It is the best 10 seniors in the country in Division One. We did not mix up division. So with that said, here is the first group in the top 10 seniors. I'm going to give you guys three of them right now. Sarah Dronawagon from Minnesota, Kylie Hansen from Florida Atlantic, and Rochelle Roberts from University of Louisiana Monroe. And with that, I'm going to bring on Rochelle's head coach, the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, head coach Corey Lyon. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Coach, we're glad to have you. Really quick, though, before we get into kind of talking about your fall and some of the goals, some of the things you wanted to change, as I mentioned, we just released that first group for this year's top 10 seniors Roberts made the list this year your thoughts on her and why why in your opinion is she deserving of being voted as one of the top 10 seniors in the country well I think Rochelle's uh you know her numbers speak for themselves as far as what she's been able to accomplish in her time here um you know she's um you know she's one of those kids that just is the complete five tool player. I mean, you know, she's fast. She, you know, steals bases as, you know, she's stole bases against every team that we've played. Um, and, you know, we've played some, we played the best of the best and, you know, she's, she stole bases. She can hit, she can run, she can throw. Um, 
you know, she's one of those kids that uh, whether she was at ULM or Alabama, uh, she'd be on the field. And I think that, you know, she gets, you know, it's easy to get overlooked when you're at a mid-major, especially a, a mid-major that's, you know, trying to make a name for themselves um, and coming up. But, you know, she's been one of those kids that we've been able to, we've been able to completely rely on. And, I, you know, I really believe had she not got hurt at the end of last year that, you know, her numbers were such that, um it would have been hard for her to, you know, not be an All-American. So uh, I'm just I'm, – I'm super excited to be able to coach her and, and uh, be a part of what she does because, you know, she makes me look a lot better. What are a couple things that people that aren't familiar with your program and with Roberts, what are a couple things about her that they should know? Well, you know, I mean, last year she really added the uh, – the, the element of hitting for power. Um, I think her first two years, uh, you know, she, she hit for high average and got on base a lot. Um, she relied a lot on her short game and relied on, you know, just being able to put the ball on the ground and, and, and move. And then, you know, last year she added the home runs and, um, you know, she had, I think, six, seven home runs throughout the, throughout the course of the season. And, and then also, you know, uh, a large amount of doubles. I think so being able to stand in, and that's something that we really worked on a lot from her sophomore to her junior year was uh, being able to stand in and hit so that when teams try to crowd her and try to play up on her and play close, that she's able to go ahead and swing away and, and take advantage of gaps. And, and then from that, you know, the ball started flying out of the park for her. Coach, let's go to this pass ball. Obviously, a lot has to happen between the end of a softball season and what is coming up here in a few days with the opening of the 2017 season. So, Coach, with that said, let's go to the fall. What were some of the key things that you wanted to improve on between 2016 and 2017? And tell us how you think the uh, team progressed through the fall and through the spring practice. Well, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, we sat down at the end of the, at the end of the season and kind of looked at where we were at and, you know, we were able to compete last year with, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, we played 12 teams that played in regionals. Um, uh, you know, we played against, uh, you know, LSU, we played against Alabama twice. I mean, we played against the, the best of the best. We played Ole Miss. Um, and, you know, the things that, that Pete for four, four or five innings of the game, um, and then at, at some point the pace of the game would, would catch us. We would make a mistake, um, and then from that mistake it would lead to another mistake, and all of a sudden we're playing, you know, the, they have us playing at a pace that we're not used to. So one of the things that we, uh, we really decided to do was we really turned up the pace in what we do in practice and, and, and really made it so that uh, everything we do is – is at a much faster pace. Um, and I think that that's really uh, so far. I mean, I was very happy with the way that we, you know, we finished the fall. Um, you know, we do have some young kids coming in that there's a couple freshmen and sophomores that I have this year that I think um, I have two sophomores that I think are ready to have breakout years. And, uh, and then, you know, we have a couple freshmen that I think if they can have good years for us, we're, we're going to really surprise a lot of people. Coach, you just mentioned them, so I'll I'll ask you to uh, expand on it. Who are those uh, two sophomores that people should be watching out for this season? Sydney McKay is an outfielder, um, 
and once again, she is, in my opinion, she's the mixed Rochelle Roberts. Um, she's one of those kids that, that can hit for power, can hit for average, you know, as a left-handed hitter can, can play the short game, but also, um, but also can, can swing away a little bit. Um, you know, she started every game for us last year in the outfield as a freshman. And I think just, uh, having her that one year of experience and what I've seen so far from her throughout the fall, but not only throughout the fall, then how she's come back in the spring. I mean, she looks, she just looks super great. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I think that she's just ready to, I think she's ready to break out. And, um, you know, she's one of those kids that'll kind of fly under the radar a little bit just because of Rochelle, um, because Rochelle does demand so much attention um, that she's very easily overlooked. Uh, but, she, you know, she finished last year in the top 10 in the NCAA and strikeout ratio. Um, and, and she's just one of those kids that uh, comes from a great high school program in Pearland, Texas, um, played for the Aces Express, so played for a, a very good travel organization. She's a winner. And, um, you know, she just exudes that, that winning mentality. And I think that she's on pace for a breakout year. Um, the other one's Megan Shaw. Uh, Megan came to us last year, kind of started the year as a backup, in, backup middle infielder, um, ended up moving her to third base, uh, you know, about midway through the season. Actually, she made her first start of her career at third base against Alabama, and she'd never played third base before. Um, and all she did was pretty much – pretty much make it so that we could never take her out of third base. Uh, she plays the position um, like you would want a third baseman to play. I mean, everything is moving forward and uh, she's got an incredible glove. Uh, we moved her to the left side of the plate this year and she's really taken to it very well. And I think that she is a kid that once again, fly under the radar. Um, and I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. Uh Coach, your team will open up the season uh, February 10th um, with a home tournament. So, I mean, it, it's got to feel good to start at home. Prairie View, A&M, Sam Houston State, Grambling State, SIUE, and Northwestern State to start off the season. Overall this year, what are what are your expectations for this ball club? Well, you know, I think that, you know, especially with, uh, with you know, the new – um, the new tournament, they, the, the new postseason tournament that they've added. I mean, you know, that's something that we've kind of been really working towards. And, and uh, you know, coming into the program two years ago where they hadn't had a winning season in 15 years and, you know, we throw up 30 wins and have a winning season. And then, you know, we come back last year and, and uh, you know, played – I mean, we played one of the toughest schedules, I think, in the country it seemed like. And, and, uh, and then so to come back this year with – all of the experience. We only lost two starters off of last year's team. Um, and, and I think that, you know, what I want to see out of this group is I just want to see them take the next step. You know, I want to see, I want to see us be able to compete and, uh, you know, put ourselves at the, you know, in the top half of the, of the Sun Belt, give ourselves an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, knock off some of the teams that we play. And once again, you know, we play a, a schedule that's, you know, full of SEC opponents and, and uh, big, we played Wisconsin out of the Big Ten this year, and um, you know I think it's one of those things that I want to see us, uh, I want to see us kind of get over that hump and and get to the point where, you know, we can start beating some of these teams that we're not supposed to beat, and that's that's kind of been our mo. You know, we've we've been a team that competes really well um, for you know 
much of the game, but then at the end of the game, um, you know, when we're playing the bigger schools, we find a way to not win. And, and uh, so what I'm hoping this year is that we kind of take that next step and, and we start surprising some of these teams and we start uh, making a little bit more of a name for ourselves on a national level. And, and uh, you know, I feel like that we've got, you know, we've got the kids that are, that are uh, tough enough and hard-headed enough to not know that they're, you know, they're not supposed to. So that's, uh, that's what I'm looking for. And I'm, I think that, uh, I think we've got, a, I think we've got a good chance. I think we've got, if, if things fall right for us and we stay healthy and, and, um, you know, like I said, we get some contributions out of some young kids. Uh, I, I believe that we have, we have the talent to, uh, to make a little bit of a run. And coach, you mentioned, uh, playing some big teams this year. So I'm going to go ahead and quickly rattle some of those bigger teams off, uh, Georgia, uh, Houston, LSU, and where's the other one at? And Louisiana Lafayette, obviously, comp, a conference game for the Edge. Um, Coach, when you look at the Sun Belt Conference, obviously, Coastal Carolina um, joining everything now. What what would you tell Coastal Carolina to be ready for when they as they come into this conference? Well, I just, I mean, it's this conference is, I mean, it's a beast. Uh, and it, it's one of those that, you know, I think if you look at the RPI rankings the last couple of years, um, you know, the Sunbelt Conference has been just, you know, not far behind the uh, the Power Fives. Um, you know, every team in our conference is capable of beating anybody at any given time. You know, obviously Lafayette and what Coach Lotif has done down there, that, you know, they're, they're a perennial top 10 team, um, you know, South Alabama. I mean, Becky is a great coach and, and always has her kids ready to play. But then you look at the other teams in our conference and it's, you know, the Texas States, the Georgia States, the Georgia Southerns, the Troys. I mean, all of these, and even add in Texas Arlington, you know, there's not an easy weekend in our, in our conference. And um, I think that that's something that, you know, when I got here, I mean, that's something that you have to get ready for. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these teams can hit, um, you know, but at the same time, there's also, I mean, you're not going to find a better pitcher in the country than, than uh, Randy Rupp. I mean, that kid is a, she's a stud. And, um, you know, I think that you see what, what the teams in our conference are doing as far as uh, how they're recruiting the level of competition that we're playing. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a fun conference to play in because, you know, if you can go through this conference and you can win more than you don't, then um, you're going to be able to play on a national level. And I think that, you know, what I'd like to see is I, I'm hoping that, you know, we start to get some more national recognition because I think that, you know, in the last couple of years, there's been, uh, you know, we've gotten two teams into the regionals every, you know, the last couple of years. And, and, uh, but I think that our conference is good enough to get, you know, sometimes three and maybe four, uh, and that's, you know, obviously just my biased opinion. I'd love to tell you that I'm not, but it's a totally biased opinion. But, um, you know, I, I just I feel like that uh, we've got great coaches in this conference. And, um, you know, I think that the level of kids that coaches are recruiting is is um, doing nothing but getting better and better. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Really quick before we take a break, I'm going to announce Group two, so the next three players in our position-for-position position top ten seniors, and that group is 
Carly Wester, Notre Dame, Hannah Flippin, Utah, Casey Cooper from Auburn. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back on the other side. We'll announce group three, and we will also announce the number one senior in the country before we get back to talking some more Warhawks softball with Coach Corey Lyons. This is CCRS, the Coach Red Show. I want to be remembered for someone that worked uh, harder than anybody, uh, that trained more than anybody. Um, most importantly, that you know always was respectful of, of the game. What's relevant is what you bring on that day and how hard you play and how hard you attack. Our game is like a boxing match. We we are like two heavyweight you know boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout punch. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we are back here on CCRS, the Coach Road Show, talking Warhawks softball with head coach Corey Lyon. Real quick, group number three. So the next three players in our top ten seniors for 2017, Caroline Stipe from Hale State, or Mississippi State, Jessica Burroughs, Florida State, and Allie Aguilar out of Washington. And the number one senior in the country on the 2017 position-for-position list is from Conference USA, and that is Morgan Zarkel out of Marshall University. Joining us still on the line, though, the head coach of the ULM Warhawks, Coach Corey Lyon. Coach, when you look at your conference specifically and your team, how do you think you match up against some of these other teams like UL, you know, like the Georgia States, like the Texas States going into this year? Well, I think that's the, the great thing about our conference is, you know, it, it's it, – it, you, you can – if you bring your game and, I mean, you have to come ready to play every day. And if you don't, then, you know – you can be beat by any team in our conference. And, and I think that that reigns true for, you know, pretty much one through 10 for us. Um, and I, I think that where we match up is, you know, if we can be solid, if we can play solid defense, if we can get a, a clutch hit here, here and there, um, you know, I feel comfortable and I feel confident that we could beat any team in our conference. Um, you know, and I think you look at, at, at what's happened in the conference tournament the last couple of years, um, you know, you, you see where uh, every game, I mean, you know, Texas State goes to the finals last year, but, you know, they their first-round game against Troy, you know, that game was an extra inning game. And, um, I mean, and that's, that's kind of how this thing has gone. Um, you know, our, our, our conference is um, – continually improving and you know I, I, I like to think that um, our kids are, are I think you know I like to think that our kids understand the level of competition that that we play against and and how we have to play in order to be able to win you know obviously when you play the Lafayette and, and those teams of the, of the country I mean the, the the margin for error is very small so you know we have to play our best game we have to catch them maybe on a bad day um, but I think all things considered, that's, that's this game, you know, um, I think when you talk about softball, it's being able to, um, play at the top of your game every day, 
um, you know, fight through mistakes, be able to take advantage of other teams' mistakes. And, you know, the one who, the one who can do that the best is the one that's going to come out, you know, on top generally at the end of the day. And I think that our conference is no different than that. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, Lafayette's been the cream of the crop when it comes to our conference uh, since I've got here. Um, but looking at where we're at, you know, two through eight, nine, ten, they can all beat each other. And um, I think that this year will be no different. And I think that you're going to see that um, probably over and over and over again in our conference where, um, you know, there's really no such thing as an upset. So it's during, during one of the drops that we played on today's show with you, you heard uh, Tony Francis uh, from Lindenwood uh, women's basketball team mention that he wants players that are accountable to each other and, and not to the coach. What are your thoughts on that? And is that something that you think needs to be talked about more to teams when it comes to just them being able to grow that stronger bond together? Yeah, I, I think no doubt. I think that, um, you know, all champion the championship teams, you know, they, they all are accountable to each other. You know, I think any championship team learns to play the game, not for themselves, but to play the game for everybody else around them. And obviously that's, you know, that's said a lot by coaches and that's said a lot by teams, but the teams that, that truly do it, those are the teams that you find at the end of the year that are playing. Um, and, and I think that everything with kids now, nowadays and, and the way that coaches have to manage kids and have to handle kids. Um, I think that it's got to be more and more of that. Um, you know, we want our kids to be accountable, you know, and, and we try to set a, uh, a tone, but that tone has to make the kids accountable to each other. And, you know, I thought Patty Gasso did a great job this year at the uh, NFCA convention of, of talking about how she handled her, her uh, group of young kids last year. And, and, and really kind of ended up putting it on them. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, as a coach, what you want to do, I mean, we get to the end of the year, you know, you're going to hand over the keys to the bus to the kids. And what you hope is, is that throughout the course of the season, that they understand, you know, where you're going, that they understand what the mission is and that they'll take it and they'll run with it. And so I think that there is a lot to be said about bringing in kids that are accountable, you know, not just to themselves, and the coaches, but to each other and, and not making excuses and not making it a, uh, a uh, us versus the coaches thing or a us versus whatever. I mean, it has to be everybody all in together. And that's everybody in the program from the training staff to the, you know, the weight, you know, our weightlifting coaches to everything. And, and, um, and then even administration, you know, you have to have an administration that's willing to buy into, to giving you an opportunity to be a winning program. And, and I think that, um, when you bring in kids that hold themselves and everybody else accountable, it makes it so much easier for everything else to kind of flow. You know, it makes it, it makes it easier for the process to take place. Coach, two last questions for you. One, you mentioned, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the show with you today, the fact that there is now going to be basically the softball version of basketball's NIT tournament. Talk a little bit about that and just your overall thoughts on what that's going to do to grow the game of softball. 
Uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, we have, you know, there's a bowl game for just about every single team in the country that plays football, it seems. There's, you know, not just the NIT, but there's three or four different basketball tournaments. So I think it's only fair that in our sport that we start to, we start to open it up. You know, you're talking about 295 schools that, that play Division One softball. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for our kids to have something there to really push for towards the end of the season. Um, because now you're talking about, you know, a hundred, a hundred and so schools that are going to be able to play, um, that are going to be able to play postseason tournaments. And, you know, um, you know, obviously for the teams that, that are used to playing in NCAA regionals year after year after year, you know, it, it may be not mean, it may not mean necessarily as much to them, but, you know, for me being at a school that's, you know, really never been to a regional, um, it's something that, that we can use to, hey, if we can, you know, whether we get to an NCAA regional or not this year, who knows, but, you know, if we play our best and we do well and we, you know, we make it through our, our conference and we do well in our conference, then, you know, hopefully we're going to be rewarded with the opportunity to play, um, to play in the postseason somewhere. And that's, that's all I would, you know, that's all I want. You know, I want to give my kids an opportunity to, uh, to be able to experience this game and experience as much as they can when it comes to, you know, college softball and, and, uh, and what it means to be a part of it. Coach, last question is, is actually a question from a listener that we had just messaged to us through our Twitter inbox. Um, and that question is, how do you recruit differently being at a mid-major program from like a power five program? Well, I think, you know, Adam, I think is what they're trying to say. Well, you know, the the difference being that, you know, you go to a tournament and you start looking at kids and, um, you know, the the number of kids that you look at and you go, yes, I like this player. And then you look and they're already committed to Oklahoma or they're already committed to Florida or, or, you know, Texas or someplace like that. Um, I think that it's being able to one kind of find that necessary. I'm not going to necessarily say diamond in the rough, but maybe that kid that is a little bit of a late bloomer or that kid that's been a little bit overlooked. Um, But the other part is, you know, we sell, it's selling our vision, you know, it's selling what we, um, it's selling what we believe in as far as, Hey, this is where we want to go with our program. and, And we want you to come be, you know, a person, we want you to be a difference maker in that part of in this program to be able to help us get to that next level. You know, obviously we're still going to try to recruit kids that we feel like can play at power five schools, but, um, you know, at the same time, we have to be realistic that if we lose kids to, you know, if I lose kids, if I lose a kid to, you know, Alabama, or if I lose a kid to Missouri or someplace like that, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be upset about that because I know that I was recruiting the right kid. Um, but at the same time, you know, we want, we also want to be able to find those kids that um, maybe aren't size wise. Maybe they're not the, the prototypical type of player that, you know, the power five schools are looking for, but they can still play. Um, you know, those are the type of kids that we want to be able to bring in and give an opportunity to be able to shine and, um, you know, be able to step in and have an impact immediately. And, and uh, I think that that's an important part of it, you know, and then the other part is just finding kids that fit the mold of what kind of coach you are. Um, 
you know, for me, it's about bringing in kids. I want, you know, I want the tough kids. I want the kids that aren't afraid to compete. The ones that, you know, want to go out there and want to get out on the field against the Alabamas and the LSUs. And, you know, this year we go to Arkansas as well. I mean, you know, I want the kids that want to be on the field against those type of schools because that's what it's all about. You know, you know, getting to play Ole Miss last year on national television was, was awesome, you know, um, and even though, you know, we lose a 2-1 game that, that you know, was a, it was a close game and, you know, we lose in the sixth, seventh inning, um, you know, that was still great for our program because it really was – it really gave our recruits and the kids that we're wanting to bring in um, an idea of, hey, this is what we're trying to do. So, you know, more than anything, when you're recruiting kids that maybe you shouldn't get, it's about selling your expectations to make them want to come be that first person or be that – be a part of that first class to do something incredible. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of why we do it. I mean, you know, our goals as a coaching staff have to be to win a national championship. So, you know, if they're not, then we're cheating our kids. And, and um, you know, whether we can ever do that, you know, who knows. But, but at the same time, that's, the, you know, that has to be, that has to be what, our, what our goals on the field are. And so, um, you know, obviously you've got to, learn to, you know, crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. And, and that's where we're at right now. You know, um, we're trying to, we're trying to be able to bring in kids that, that have that, that, that attitude and that mentality. And, and uh, I think that, um, I think that we are definitely on the right track, you know, by no means are where we want to be yet, but, uh, but we're, I feel like we're a lot better off than we were, you know, a couple of years ago when I got here. ULM Warhawks head softball coach Corey Lyon. Coach, thanks a lot for joining us today here on the Coach Road Show, and all the best this season to you and your team. And hopefully we'll be able to see you all when you come up here to uh, Charleston, or uh, excuse me, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Absolutely, Jared. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you this spring. This has been TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. Make sure you guys follow Blake and Abby on Twitter. Their handle is at TCR Show. That's at TCR Show. Also look them up on Facebook, uh, keyword, key phrase, the Coach Roadshow. Until next time, later times, everybody. <laughs>